1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at BlindS.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Welcome back. We got a big hour and lots more. We're gonna talk about owners and how important it is to have one that really fights for you the way John Middleton and Jeff Lurry have done for many years in this town. Unlike the winter teams, which we will also discuss, but out of line with us right now is our football expert, sponsored by Panther East, the premier distributive safety in the Philadelphia region. Go to PantherEast.com. The, the Gridiron Genius, uh, GM Shuffle mm-hmm. Podcast. Mr. Mike Labardi is with us. Hi, Mike. Good morning, Angelo. Hey, Mike, we're going to just start with this because you have worked for a number of great owners in football. How important is an owner to winning championships?
2: Well, I think it's the number one essential ingredient. And I think what, what, what fans don't understand is the, the most important thing an owner provides is alignment. So whatever, how Jeffrey runs his Eagle team, it's all completely aligned. It's, it's, it's from him through the organization. And that alignment allows everybody to understand their jobs, understand their roles, and then act upon those roles and handle that. So it's really important, and, you know, a lot of these owners in the league, they don't understand how to create alignment, and and that alignment is why there's so many teams that that are back and forth. For example, the Houston Texans, there's really no alignment there. You know, the general manager is kind of from one school of thinking. The head coach is from another. When you don't have that alignment, you can't win. All
0: right. You uh, work for Al Davis. You work for Robert Kraft. You work for Jeff Lurie. I know I'm leaving out some other big-name owners. Who was the best?
2: I think, I mean, I worked for Eddie DeBarlow, too, and he was by far the best. Uh, You know, he he allowed Bill to create the alignment within the company, and he was overly generous with his. And I was a young man at that time, and I didn't realize, I thought all owners were like Eddie. But all of them that I've worked for, every owner that I've worked for has been, you know, Art Modell was great. He was impatient, and he was impetuous, but it was fun to be around him. You know, I, I really haven't had a bad experience with an owner other than when I was in Cleveland, where, you know, the owner would say one thing, Jimmy Haslam, and then a day later he wanted to do something different. And that align, that lack of alignment is what kills you. All
0: right. He, he uses, uh, we always use culture, but he's yeah, saying align. it's all got to be the same philosophy. Mm-hmm. Let me get to, uh, Mike, let me get to the Eagles on uh, Sunday against the Titans. What did you
2: think? I thought it was really, really good. I, I thought what they did was, was exceptionally uh, uh, smart in terms of they came out knowing that, that it was going to be tough sledding to run the ball, to use their 6 back attack. So they decided to run a more of a play-action pass game and attack the weakness of the Tennessee defense, which was their corners. And they allowed Hertz to make all his throws off a of play-action, had a lot of easy throws. Not that you know, he throws a great deep ball. And that allowed them to get the lead. And when you got the lead on Tennessee, you basically told Tennessee you can't play this game anymore. So you took Henry out of the game, and you put the burden on their offensive line, which isn't very good at pass protecting. So I thought it was the right way to approach it. It's going to be the same approach they need to take against, against the Giants this week, which is because the Giants, they want to play a slow, methodical. they got to stay attached, get the game to the fourth quarter, try to win it there. And if they have to throw it 50 times, they won't win it, and it's the same thing that Tennessee did. Once Tennessee it became a passing game for Tennessee, they had no chance to win.
0: Uh, Mike, I, uh, what we saw uh, you know, without the uh, authority that you have, we saw a lot of fixes. We saw an Eagles team that was tackling poorly suddenly handle the run a lot better. And I guess the thing we came out of it with, if you could stop Derrick Henry on 30 yards, then Saquon Barkley shouldn't be that hard for you, right? Is that too yeah. simplistic a look at it?
2: Well, I mean, it shows you can play better run defense, and obviously, Sue getting in there, and and you know Jordan Davis coming back, all that, that helps them helps helps you in in terms of that. But it's a different offense, so. What this giant team tries to do is they try to stretch you horizontally. They try to make you defend the width of the field with their bootlegs, their nakeds, and then that opens up that hopefully loosens up the inside. Whereas Tennessee was trying to run a lead back attack. They were trying to run downhill, and the Eagles mastered it. And, and once you got Henry to redirect, it becomes a, he becomes a different back. And, again, without Tannehill's ability to make plays in the passing game, they had no – once Burks got hurt, I mean, who are their receivers on Tennessee? My Lord, they don't have any skill at all. So you really weren't threatened on the outside.
0: Oh, but but they don't have any receivers because they traded AJ Brown, yeah. and it got the GM fired. But was I don't that think that's really who got
2: him fired? Ad- uh, you Ad- don't, Ad- Ad- Angelo. No, do think? I think that was culmination of things. First of all, you know, remember two days before the draft, the head coach said we're not going to trade AJ Brown. Yes. And then the general manager traded him, so I think he embarrassed his head coach. But I think more than anything. I think what happened in Green Bay after they beat Green Bay on that Thursday night game and they fly home and the, and the offense coordinator got a DUI. Now there's no alcohol supposed to be on any airplanes. Oh. And so the general manager's in charge of that, you know? And so that's that we haven't seen the report coming out of the league office on what's going to happen, but I think there's a lot more to that than actually his bad drafting and the decision to trade this. He got a contract extension last off season, John Robinson we're talking about and a lot of, And he got that even though he had a lot of bad drafts and made some bad trades. So I think there's more to that than to meets the eye.
0: All right, Mike, ESPN has an analytics department. And oh they said that the Cowboys are 50-50 <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl and have the best chance of any team to win it. You buy that?
2: Well, I don't buy much that comes out of that analytic department. I mean, they told me last week that Tua played really well. I mean, I, like, I, you know, it's like I read that stuff and just say, where does this come from? It's like pro football focus. You know, they say this guy is the second best tackle in all of football. And I'm like, oh, we're watching a different game. I don't know how you can make that statement. I really don't. I don't know where they get their numbers from. But you hide behind a curtain. I mean, this is what happens is like, you know, you make an evaluation. I make one, either you're right or wrong. But when they do it under the guise of, our stat department, where does this come from? I mean, is this the bat computer that runs the numbers and Batman says, okay, here's what it is? I mean, I just ignore it. I mean, it's really just a click, you know? It's like, oh, who's going to sign Odell Beckham? You know, they need more clicks. Odell Beckham's, I was told Odell Beckham's not gonna, he's not even going to be healthy for eight more weeks. So who's going to sign him? Who's going to, is he going to play in the XFL? Because that's the time he's going to be ready to play.
0: Oh, uh, this is how good Mike is. He anticipated my next question. I'm not even going to ask it now. Obj, uh, uh, Marcus Hayes did a terrific call about it. It doesn't sound like the uh, AJ Brown even wants no. him in the room. No, it, it, but he's not going to play, right? Mike? He's not going to play like, why, anymore.
2: Why would you? Yeah. He's not even healthy. He he provides clicks for the worldwide leader. That's what he's providing. <laughs> he provides conversation. He can't pass a physical. I mean, and and the fact that and the fact is, we have such a hard time. And don't get me started on this subject. We have such a hard time of when a player was once great. This happens in basketball. I won't mention the players, but it happens in basketball where we still think the guy's a superstar when
0: he's yeah. not. <laughs>
2: and
0: that's bell. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. All right, Mike, how big a threat are the Giants to spring an upset on Sunday?
2: Well, they, you know, look, the Giants play one way, right? They're, they're really good. They've played great red zone defense all year. They're good on third down, and they've got to methodically, they've got to run the ball. If the Eagles force Daniel Jones to participate in the game, and make him have to throw it and, and force him to throw a drop-back pass, not a play-action pass game, then it's going to be really challenging. It's going to be critical for them to play from in front because the Giants can't hold up playing from behind. Look, uh-huh. this is the Giants' season. The Giants have to the, – the, their schedule is, is so hard. They've got too many games. Uh, they've got to play Washington again next week. I mean, the Eagles are the much better team. The line moved from seven to six and a half, which was somewhat surprising. I, I think the Eagles, if they get ahead of them, I think they'll, they'll route them. Mike Lombardi always bringing it.
0: Mike, love it. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Be man, well. Too. And uh, let me just say, that uh, this ties in with uh, an obsession that Merrill Reese has developed. All right? Oh, yeah. Merrill Reese, <laughs> mm-hmm. now before the opening toss, coin toss, Yeah. he roots for the Eagles to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? He wants yes, Hurts to have so the ball I. first, yeah. score the touchdown, and have the lesser opponent play from behind yeah and you know what it's uh, it's surprising to me that the coach that Siriati, has it going you know what it works better if we get it first and score we should do that even if they win the toss they should take the ball that's what merrill does this every week now it's very entertaining (laughs) to hear merrill go i hope they lose the toss Uh, And he go uh uh, the opponent picks tails and he goes uh heads and he goes ah damn defer. <laughs> he doesn't want to defer. All right, let's go back to the board. Mike's up from Douglasville. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you guys doing? How are we doing? We're 11-1. and one. Of course <laughs> we're doing great. Ah, you said it wrong. We're going to be 12-1. and one. All right, you're sure of this? Yeah, I, I don't think the way the Giants have been playing lately, um, you know, I think the start of their season was a little bit of a farce, and maybe just catching guys off guard a little bit. Their offense is not talented at all i mean their hope is daniel jones is gonna run for 100 yards i mean saquon barkley yeah he can be a little scary but i
2: mean i think i heard in the update he's banged up um so i mean once he gets banged up it's it's like he has a different mindset um i mean as long as we can play mistake free football we shouldn't have an issue
0: i will say this it'll be fun to watch the sidelines sirianni that's nasty nick uh, Rhea, you know this yes. This there's a different Nick on the sideline oh, that no ever doubt. shows no himself. Doubt. He the... goes crazy. And Dable <laughs> looks like he's have a heart attack every play. Babel looks like Curly in the three stooges <laughs> before they go, the Limburger cheese. Remember they gave the Limburger cheese to <laughs> calm him <laughs> down? Whoa, 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 whoa. He's going nuts on the sideline. He goes crazy. Mike, you got to see this guy. He's, he's not, his face gets all red. You look at him and you say, This seems like it's dangerous for Dable. He could have a stroke. He looks like the Chris Farley character who lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> no, it's That's its really happy. its crazy. And I just hope that a couple of early calls go against the Giants so I can see that. Because he will go berserk. It's wonderful. All right, uh, you get first crack at Winter at Weasel. I got Middleton and ESPN. Who do you have, Mike? Hey, super quick, did I hear that uh, Ava Graham's going to be in my town this weekend? Rhea, do we uh, know yes, anything about uh, this? that's what I have on the uh, yeah the Bud Light thing. She's going to be at Island Pizza. Oh, oh all right. Here we go. It says, uh, yeah, Island Pizza this Sunday, Eagles Watch Party. Uh, yes, Island in Douglasville. Should be awesome. a party. All right. all right, tell me what you got. Um, I mean,
2: I guess the easy one, Jalen Hurts.
0: Jalen Hurts, winner, Aldide. He is again the NFC Player of the Week. Rhea is the judge of this. Rhea, Middleton or Hurts? Hurts is winning so much right now. I've got to keep That's it with, with him. Middleton. That's why I didn't pick him up. Mike, thank you for the call.
1: Share the limelight.
0: No, I Rhea, I've picked him like six times this season already. He wins all the awards. He is the MVP. 215 592 949. If we come back, we learned something yesterday about the importance of owners in, in sports. Because John Middleton uh, agreed to pay 300 And I didn't include the other players he's paying, too, oh. that they just signed. And he, there's more to come. And, were, and, and Al, it does not sound like he's done. It sounds like he's ready to dig in again. And uh, that's a commitment to winning. And we're going to talk about how they did it, how he did it, how Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie are doing it with the Eagles, and how the winter teams are not doing it. And why is that? 215-592-9494. Jump on now. WIP Sports Time is six, six, uh, 716. Let me tell you about BetMGM, an official partner of the NBA and the Philadelphia 76ers. They have a slam dunk offer right now for basketball fans. You can place a $5 wager on any NBA game. If the Sixers are playing at home and they score 110 points or more, you're going to receive a $5 free bet. Enjoy this NBA season like never before with BetMGM's innovative parlay selection features. Boosted on specials, daily promotion and more. Download the app today and go to BetMGM.com. Get a $5 free bet if the Sixers score 110 points at home.